is in the building. <laughs> Whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show Podcast here on the SmallReport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth. And uh I know I was I was I was leery of of, of uh, this week's game. On the last podcast, I was uh saying you keep it within four scores would 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 be a win for UCL, but uh you know, UCL came out there and uh they, they, they actually won. Uh, I, I'm still in shock about that, but they, they did beat the number four team in the country. Uh, a very impressive win, uh, you know, regardless of who you're playing, but against number four team in the country uh, with the better quarterback, with a uh, makeshift line, uh, you know, with new corners, a very dominating win, uh, 31 to 20, 31 to 21. Now, I know it doesn't sound dominating, uh, but at one point in this game, it was 28 to 3. So, um, uh, Northwest Missouri State, they made a late, a late push, but uh, it, 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 fell, it fell short. But, uh, I mean, it was 28 to 3 heading into the fourth quarter. And I have to say, uh, you know, I, I can't figure out this UCO team because they, they come out against Kearney and lose to a team that they that they sort of won. And then they come out uh, Saturday and, you know, have a 25-point lead against a top-five team in the country uh, heading to the fourth quarter. So uh, I, I don't I can't figure this team out. Uh, the radio guys can't, can't figure this team out. Uh, I guess it's going to be a week-to-week thing here on whichever team shows up for UCO because clearly here they have the ability to beat a top five team and they have the ability to lose to a bottom five team so uh you know I, I don't know but I'm going to uh, I'm going to enjoy this enjoy this way this has to this is up there with uh it's probably a top three moment for me uh covering anything um just just witnessing it was just uh I don't know how to describe it. Um, it. It was it was different. It was uh, I guess you were in a daze the whole time. I mean, you still you know jumped out early to a seven zero lead, and you figured oh okay well you know they give they give they give up a touchdown you know. Uh, Northwest Missouri State is a second half team. They outscored their opponents in the second half prior to this game for fifty nine to six. So you figured okay well. They got a slow start, and then we scored again. And okay, well, you know, it's it's a, it's a two-score game, and they got a field goal uh, right 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 before halftime. And uh, you still you still weren't really really optimistic until you know until the fourth quarter, and you saw you had a 25-point lead, and you knew it would take a miracle uh, for them to lose this game. Uh, so, you know, uh, e- even though you was outscored in that fourth period, 18 to three, uh, then I matter. Um, you know, so it, it, it definitely, 
it, it definitely was great. It was it was great. It was uh, it, it was it was a much needed needed win, um, especially moving forward because again, uh, next week's opponent, Fort Hay State, uh, was the defending conference champs. Uh, so it's, it's not going to get easier. So I'm glad they were able to uh, uh, steal one here uh, because. Um, Especially for for the bowl hopes. Now there's a chance uh, this team can play the, the the same level that they played at Saturday. There is a slim chance they can get into a bowl again. Now, uh, in order to make the playoffs here, they have to win out, which I don't think is going to happen. But I think if they can beat, uh, you know, if, if they could somehow beat Fort Hayes next week, or, or we we know they can beat. Uh, Missouri Western and Central Missouri and then uh, in the season on a winning streak like I think they can they will have a good shot to finish 8-3 and three in which you could get into a bowl because I imagine that would give you worst case fourth place in the conference now last year they were tied for third in the conference uh, with a 7-4 record so I would like to think at 8-3 they could get into 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 a bowl but that all depends on uh, what they do moving, moving, moving forward. But uh, instead of these humongous upset win, uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast here, uh, starting quarterback Keith Keith Calhoun is out. Uh, Keith is like he's going to be out for a while. Uh, he was on crutches and a knee brace, so not not looking promising. And as I mentioned, also uh, you know Chandler Chandler Garrett getting his first career start. Uh, was not impressive um, coming in in relief of of uh, Keats in the Lindenwood game, but uh, Chandler Garrett really uh, really proved doubters wrong. Uh, Seventeen of thirty-three, two hundred seventy-four yards, four touchdowns, and also had fifty-nine rushing yards on eighteen carries. Now he had actually close to ninety rushing yards, but he got who was shocked four times, so you know that kind of decreases it, but. Uh, and, and the sad part is here, as good of a stat line as that is, he could have had two more touchdowns. Uh, one was called back because of holding, uh, and the other one, uh, the, he, he, the, the wind got, got hold of the ball and it was out of reach for Dustin Boss, who was wide open for a touchdown. Uh, but I was very impressed. Um, I, I mean, they, they, I was impressed by by the poise he had. Uh, he 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 didn't seem rattled. Um, you know, uh, the offensive line did all, all things considering here, considering how how your your uh, one of your leaders and Nick Nick George was out, so you had to move Ben Ralston. To, uh, to center, so and he had to put in uh, another guy guard, um, Seth Carmack from 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 UConn, uh, and, and so you know it, it definitely was uh, it, it was definitely a a very um, interesting game uh, to uh, say the least. And as promised, uh, I do have some uh, some uh, sound bites, so. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Coach here um, give, give give his initial thoughts on uh, Saturday's win. The, the thing that, that, that we've talked about in the locker room is is um, you, you just gotta you just gotta find a way to continue to compete. You know, there's been there's been several things that that happened even before the season started that you know and you know that could have just our kids could have just folded the tent and. 
Uh, you know, it shows character uh, of our kids to continue fighting. You know, you go on the longest road trip of the year last year and you find a way to get a win. You build some confidence and uh, you have a great week of practice this week. And, you know, we've been telling our kids the entire time is you're really, really talented. You're really talented, but you got to execute. You got to play clean, and you got to be physical. And, and when you do that, you're going to beat anybody. You know, you can beat anybody when you do that. And um, you know, and that they finally they finally did that tonight. And you know, it was a, it was a clean football game against a really good opponent. Those guys, those guys are good, and we, you know, we made them uncomfortable. Um, you know, defensively, we really put pressure on the quarterback and, and made him get off his spot. You know, he only had two sacks, but we really made that kid move. And there were some errant throws, and, um, and then there were some physical football plays on the defensive side of the ball that um, you know that I was really proud of. You know, on the on the offensive side of the ball, you know, our kids, our kids, uh, you know, they're really proud of Chandler Garrett. You know, being able to step in to uh, starting role. And, um, you know, he went out there and competed his tail off and, um, you know, hit some big, big balls, you know, and that's, that's something that he does well, you know, and, and he's, he's going to continue to, he's going to continue to function in that role. Um, and he needs to be more, we're, we're talented at the wide receiver position. There's no question about that. We've got some really talented kids out there. And, um, you know, where we've, where we've struggled really is the all along the offensive line. And, um, that's always the worry when you play Northwest Missouri is because they're so good along the defensive front. And I was really proud of those kids. I mean, we give up four sacks, but, um, you know, we played well up front. Um, you know, and, and, and a football team that came into this game um, giving up 7.7 points per game, um, and you score 31. You know, you you know against those guys that you have to you have to hit the big ones, and uh, we were able to hit the big ones. And, and uh, you know, Coach Hood called a really good football game. It was aggressive uh, from the time that it started, and um, we're really proud of those guys. They did a great job. No, that was rather a, a a long clip, but I think he 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 brought up some good some good points there that I I want to bring up here. Um, you know, uh, he 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 did mention the wide receivers, and uh, they you know they they made life uh easy. You know, um, Lily Curry here, uh, eight catches for a hundred and three yards and and one touchdown. Uh, you know, he he missed the Lindenwood game with a shoulder injury and uh the the stat line that that he that that he put up was basically in two quarters because uh in the third quarter with 10 minutes to go he re-injured that uh shoulder um he 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 caught the ball and when he went to the ground the defender just leveled him right in the in the shoulder i'm assuming it's the same shoulder that was injured uh last last week uh so he he did leave and did not return he came back to the sideline with the ice pack wrapped wrapped around his shoulder so i don't know how long he's going to be out now um hopefully it's not uh too bad and then uh Dustin Bosk, who, who, who's had an amazing season so far, uh, had four catches for 105 yards and one touchdown. Again, he could have had two touchdowns, but the win got a hold of that, of the uh, ball there. But, um, 
So, so they, 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 they definitely played a, a huge role in uh, Chandler Garrett's uh, success. Um, but again, I can't, I can't under, under, understate here the, the, just how impressive Chandler Garrett was. I mean, Chandler, I mean, we're talking about a guy here who, who, who at, at one point was third string, uh, and then was able to beat out Will Collins, uh, and then you know. Uh, was used again in that short yardage run only package, and then comes in last week uh, and struggles. You know, I mean, you, you could, I mean, you, you could say that he did have two 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 touchdowns, but he also was four four eleven and had one pick. Uh, so you know, and then you making your first career start. You know, your first start since since your senior year at Mustang, on just number four team in the in the in the uh, in the country here. Uh, no easy task, and they're really no easy task, especially following up Keats here, who um, has been on nothing short of a tear at this point. And all he does is deliver one of the, one of the biggest wins in school history. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm hoping that this is not, you know. Uh, a Trevor Knight Alabama situation here where he has that one magical game, uh, gets the uh, upset, and then proceeds to, uh, you know, disappoint for the rest of his career. I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, I'm actually hoping here that against Fort Hayes, he comes out and uh, produces uh, better or similar numbers here, and in which case, uh, if that would happen, then that would definitely make it interesting uh, when Keats is able to get back here, uh, what they decide to do with that, because um, you, you you very well could, uh, you know, employ a two quarterback system, or you could stick with the with with the, with the with the hot hand, especially if Garrett can lead you to to another upset. But um, you know, that's what I have to say about about, about Garrett. But this is what Coach has to say about Garrett. Competitive kid, you know he's he's got, um, you know he's just got something about him. You know it, it's not always pretty. You know some of that stuff doesn't look very good out there. You know, but he just competes, and uh, our guys buy into him because he's a tough son of a gun. Um, you know he he runs a couple draw plays for huge football plays there in that second half. Um, you know and I. I just can't say enough good about him. You know, he, he was in a competition for the starting job and lost. You know, had a role last year and just, just was a great teammate. He's been a great teammate this year, and he had an opportunity to go out there and show what he can do, and he did it. And, uh, you know, those are those are character people that you can build on and uh, is a great example for everybody in that locker room, including me. So there we go. Um, now moving on from Chandler Garrett here, because I, I could talk all day about uh, Chandler Garrett. Uh, the the uh, the uh, defense, you know, well, I have been critical of the of the defense, especially last week, uh, allowing thirty first downs to uh, Lindenwood. Um, but you know what? The defense played a heck of a game. Uh, they only allowed three hundred and fifty one one yards. They actually got off the field. Um, Hold holding Northwest Missouri State to four of seventeen on third downs. Now fourth downs here, uh, they were uh, Northwest Missouri State was three of five. Now uh, they they have to get off the field. Um, 
definitely in those fourth down situations uh, because on that final drive, they had a chance two times to effectively end the game and could not do it. Now, uh, they were able to uh, at the goal line, Dylan Hall, um, one of the Drupal linebackers uh, from NEO, uh, pretty much actually started today, or I mean, started Saturday over uh, Colton Lindsay, which, which was surprising because uh, Colton Lindsay has, has, has been a leader in the middle of that defense, but uh, got the start over uh, Colton Lindsay and did deliver. Uh, he had nine tackles and one shacks, one sack, but uh, the most impressive tackle that that the that he had uh, uh, was at the at the goal line. It was fourth down and goal. Uh, basically, it was 31-21. Uh, there was 36 seconds on the clock, I believe, and uh, pretty much if they had scored and they got the odds like they would have had a shot. Uh, they handed it off, and Dylan Hall literally by by himself. Uh, you know, stood, tackled the man. I mean, it was very impressive. I mean, they 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 they, they, they hiked the ball. He shot through the gap. He 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 read the play and single-handedly made the game when he tackled right there. That was able to uh, seal the victory for UCL. Um, now, Colton Lindsay, uh, he he did play, but uh, again. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Hall. I mean, you, you gotta be pretty good if you're beating out, you know, a a, a senior a senior leader here, and, and it, you know, uh, so uh, you know, Dylan no, Hall, uh, arguably his his best game yet. Um, I mean, again, I can't understate that that tackle he had, and and then he also had a big sack uh, on the. Uh, on the same on the on the same drive and actually UCL's only two sacks of the whole game came on that final final drive. Uh one by Justin Stewart and then the one by Hall. And again the problem was that was two times that they had uh North Missouri State behind the chains and they couldn't get off the field. That is a problem. Um that is a problem uh you know that that they have to get fixed it because you know you 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 can't get a team behind the chains and then allow first down. No no no. You have to you have to you know keep up the pressure on that point. But um, you know uh, and then the the uh, secondary was caught in, in the in a lot of one on ones. Uh, whether that was by uh, by uh, design or not. Now uh, the, the the corners have been changing it seems like ever since that Kearney game because last week uh, as I mentioned they had a Kansas State transfer out there and uh, Malik Walker and then this week apparently the Kansas State transfer um, was a little bit dinged up so they started uh, Deion Hallman as you remember in that first episode of the podcast uh, Deion Hallman um was the Ball State transfer, you know, the one that had uh, 52 offers coming out of high school. Uh, he started in place of a Kansas State transfer, and then, of course, uh, Malik Walker started. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, all things considering, yeah, they gave up some plays, but, you know, they made, a, they, but they made some plays. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of... Uh, I said a lot of one-on-ones, um, and they played it well. Uh, Hallman had seven tackles. Uh, Malik Walker had 
had a fair amount, had a, had five, I believe at least half of UCO was five, uh, five pass flexes. So, um, you know, a, 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 a very good game there. Uh, the Kansas State transfer did, did rotate in there. And they also put in, uh, Kobe, Kobe Underwood, uh, who proceeded to allow, I believe, a 20 yard gain. And we did not see him again. Now, Kobe Underwood again is a guy that they're high on. Uh, not really sure, sure, um, what, what the deal is uh, with him now? I don't know if his confidence has got to be low. I would imagine you were starting and, and now you effectively are four string. So um, you know, I'm not I'm not really sure there uh, what his prospects are moving moving forward. Uh, I know he he does play on special teams uh, and makes the impact there. So that might be his best role. Uh, for the time being, uh, but uh, I, I'm glad that the corners are improving because again, uh, early on in the season, the corners were definitely a uh, sore spot, but uh, they, they seem to be getting getting better there. And then as I mentioned before, uh, up front, uh, up front, you know, just like offensively with, with, with Curry getting hurt, there was a, there was another key injury um, to Mike Rios, the uh, Tulsa transfer. As I mentioned before, with Carson Smith uh, having to retire because of shoulder injuries, it was you know you needed that other guy to step up, and apparently Mike Rios was playing that corner, um, because as we know, Mike, Mike Rios uh, I believe had like five tackles last week against Lindenwood, had that half sack. Uh, again, was having a, a strong game here, uh, pushing uh, pushing the middle of the pocket, uh, but unfortunately uh, also got an injury. Now I'm not entirely sure what what what, what happened because um, it didn't look like anything happened uh, on the play that he got injured in, but he he did definitely uh, get injured and they had to help him off the field. And um, he also was on crutches uh, during during the game as well, so I don't think it's going to be good for Mike Mike Reels. Um, now they did put in uh, Tyrell Cummings, actually a registered freshman JUCO, which is a which is a rarity, but he's a he's a, a pretty big dude there at uh, at six foot three thirteen. So um, he got quite a bit of reps after the injury to Reels. Um, so I don't know um, what the rotation now is going to be uh, at tackle moving forward. Uh, so that's going to be a, a key to look out for here because, again, I know they're deep there, but um, just the experience factor now is going to go down because you already lost Mike, Mike Marios here. Um, and now uh, outside on the defensive ends now, uh, Justin Stewart, you know, uh, he had the only other sack of the game besides Hall, and he he uh, also got nothing. Now Stewart Stewart seems to get dinged up occasionally here, but he always seems to uh, return because he got dinged up and then came came back in the game, uh, and then you know uh, and and then they you know they have uh, Eli Hooks and uh, Trey Remington also provided a pretty good pass rush. Now they didn't get. Get uh get the sacks, but um, but uh as as coach said in the in the post game interview, which you can find below, um, 
that uh you know that they that the pressure did force some bad passes there and and, and uh I, I I would I would have to venture to say here that uh the quarterback was forced to roll out quite uh quite a bit actually uh, I mean it, it was literally one of these where uh you know they picked a snap I would say no more than three seconds later the pocket was was collapsing and a lot of that kept, uh, a, a, a lot of that did come from the outside um again the the, the ends there really seemed to beat the tackles for Northwest Missouri State uh and it, it, you you could tell that it definitely assisted UCO because uh I'm sure you know it, it, again he wasn't able to set his feet uh so and and plus uh you plus he he the quarterback was is a registered freshman so I'm sure it rattled him some uh but it definitely played uh it played, it, it played in their favor as did some drops now again as I said the secondary did play well, but they, they they had some breakdowns because um there was one touchdown pass that the guy literally had wide open in the end zone and he and he had dropped it. They also had a few more uh third down conversions that were dropped. So um UCO was aided by mistakes by the Bearcats, but nonetheless uh still came up with a great win and then the special teams uh, we, we had a fake kick that was executed, but not properly. So, um, it, it was, it was probably a 49 yard field goal, which would be, which would have been a career long for kicker, uh, Alex, 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 Corvado. And, um, it was supposed to be a fake pass where uh, the holder would toss it to Corvado. He would throw the ball to, I believe it was Dante McGee. And now, unfortunately, Dante McGee could not get uh, off the block. So Corvado had to just tuck it and run. And he got the three yards necessary to get the first down. Uh, now, unfortunately, that, that drive did end in a punt. But still, uh, you know, it, it, they were bringing out all the stops. Um... And, and and again, as as I had mentioned before, that this was a huge win, and I'm gonna give you some some numbers here just to prove how big that this one was. So UCO's uh, defense, as I mentioned uh, as a minute ago, allowed only 351 yards. That is 152 yards less than their season average. So you know, again here, I mean, I would the the, the uh, defense just just uh, again played an all around physical game. There were some big hits in there. Uh, again, I would have to say it's the best performance that I've seen. Uh, I know stat wise, the Pitt State game would statistically be the better game, but I mean, as as far to me personally, to me, this is this is their best game because they played a, a balanced team, unlike Pitt State, where it was just a spread option team that that did not pass the ball. Here you had a you had a a, a balanced offense. That uh, that both ran and that, that that could both run and pass effectively, and so to me, this was their best uh, effort of, of the season. Um, UCO's thirty-one points is uh, is the is 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 the most points uh, that Northwest Missouri State has allowed 
combined in the first three games of the of the season. So, uh, of the first three games that they played, they 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 collectively allowed less points than what UCO scored on them. And in fact, they came in there averaging seven point seven points per game allowed. So again. The fact that UCLA at one point was up in that game 28-3, I'm telling you, that was a dominating effort. A, a completely dominating effort that, uh, and again, that, that came out of nowhere. I mean, I, I was in the press box here, and, and uh, you know, we, we was, I was sitting there, and I was like, man, we are just really dominating this 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 game here. Uh you know, um, this is also UCO's first first win over Northwest Missouri State since both teams joined the MIAA. Uh, this is their first home win over them. Uh, historically, they have gotten ran on uh, at, uh, at at home by Northwest Missouri State, which is uh, surprising because UCO is tough at home, but yeah, apparently they got ran on there. Uh, so now they go to five and one all time against them uh, uh, at uh, at home, and now move to eight and three all time against the Bearcats after uh, being eight eight and two prior. Um, uh, and this is their biggest win since since uh, since, uh, since since the 2012 upset over then number five Wasper, and which also happened to be. Head coach Nick Bobek's first career win at at UCO. So, uh, you know, I mean, this this is this is this is definitely up there. Um, not not only for for Bobek, but for the but for the program as a whole. Um, you know, and then uh, so you know, so so what does this mean for UCO moving forward? Well, what this means for UCO moving moving forward is. Um, they know what they can do. They, you, you, now, so now, if you UCO here, you know what you can do when you go out there with energy and you play physical, sound football. You know what you can do. I, 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 I mean, the, 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 the deck was stacked against them here. You're playing a top five team. Some consider the Alabama of Division Two football, a national power year in, year out. I mean, you're, I mean, here you are. You're coming to the game with a backup quarterback making his, his first career start. Uh... You know, a, a a makeshift line, somewhat you know, banged up receiving core. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, a, a rotating secondary, and you jump out to a twenty-eight to three lead. I think this is telling you here that if you're UCO, uh, that you're a good team here. You just have to plug it. You have to plug it. Plug it every weekend and week out because, again, uh. Um, after the game, uh, the the radio guy for um, for the UCL games, John Fitzgerald, was on UCL's national championship team. Uh, you know, uh, literally walked in on on uh, on 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 me and uh, our sports info guy, uh, Chris Brannick, and I was like, "So is this how this is going to be for the rest of the season?" And, <laughs> and I'm, I just like, I I really hope that that's not the case because, uh, you know. If, if if this team was able again with the stack that was able to dominate number four team in the country, then you have to ask then how was this team 
fully healthy, not able to beat Nebraska Kearney. You know, it, it really just makes you wonder what is, I mean, I don't know how you're going to have to put together here, your bowl back here. I think, I think then the key now is to say, hey, look, we know we're good. We know we can compete with anybody in the league right now. Okay, because if they if they can if they can come out there next week and and beat Fort Hayes, I would have to think, you know, it, it, I mean that they, they have they have they have a shot against Fort Hayes. Now, you know, I I I, I know last week I said, hey, you know, I'm glad that they beat Lindenwood because they're probably not going to win any, any more games here for quite some time, but. I would have to think if they can put this effort out there against Fort Hayes, they they, they have a shot to win that game. I mean, uh, you know, of uh, Fort Hayes, uh, it, it is beatable. Uh, they they finally lost a, a conference game uh, to Missouri Western, so um, you know they 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 have a shot here. And then Lindenwood uh, actually beat Missouri Western forty eight to forty five on a Saturday. I saw that uh, on the on the score update, and I was like, man, this is this is some crazy stuff right now. So uh, you know, so I, I I would have to say here. At this point, it, it, I believe the MIA right now is 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 any anybody's ball game right here. I mean, you have you had the two of the you know you you had two of the top teams falling to I want I want to say average teams, but you know uh, definitely should have won both those but you know those those games there. Uh, so you know I like to think that that UCO again they can continue this the effort here. Uh, would have a shot now. Fort Hayes is coming off a 55 to 20 win over Missouri Southern. Now this is the third straight week here. Okay, that the, that the opponent that UCO has played has played Missouri Southern beforehand. Now I don't know why this is the case. Uh, you know, but uh, you know uh, uh, again now uh, Missouri Missouri Southern. Um, was able to score 14 points in that fourth quarter. So prior to that, they had six points. Um, but they were able to get almost 300 yards of uh, yards of offense here. So uh, now again, I don't know how much of that came, you know, in in mop up time here. Uh, but 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 still, you know, still though, I, I, it 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 definitely. Um, you know, it definitely means that they can move the ball. Now, uh, Fort Hayes State, though, is really talented. Now, uh, where Northwest Missouri State really didn't have a lot of all-conference guys offensively was definitely, I feel like, uh, I, thought, I thought a whole lot, especially uh, at, at, wide, at wide receiver. Uh, the, the, the receivers, to me, didn't didn't seem to be all that all that great uh and i think that also assisted too uh along with a quarterback making his fourth career start so uh, that that also helped out about two now for hey state though uh they they definitely have some talent here the quarterback uh, Jacob Mezra, 6'5", 215 pounds, uh, was all-conference second second teamer last year, uh, and set and reset his own single-season pass completion percentage record at 65.7%. So we have a severe a, a, a accurate passer here in Mezra. Uh, 
you know, who, who, um, you know, who's definitely going to going to test the uh, secondary now. You know, you said secondary uh, looked good against uh, against the uh, Bearcats, but uh, you know, this this is this is this is this is definitely going to be a test here. Uh, you know, that's going to be a test. Um, last week against uh, Missouri Southern, he threw for fifteen. He was he was fifteen of twenty three for two hundred thirty seven yards and four touchdowns. So. Uh, you know, again, going 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 to test the secondary here. Uh, in the in the backfield here, they have two two backs that I saw that got quite a bit that, that got some work against Southern. Uh, one is Charles uh, Tigner, 5'9", 180, a thirteen all conference guy. Uh, he has seven carries for 116 yards, one touchdown, long of 55 and average 16.6 yard carry. Now I like to think that you still hold him to severely under 16.6 yards per carry. Um, but again, um, you know, not the biggest guy uh, in, in, in the in the world here. Um, and then his his backfield mate, uh, Isaiah Truss, 5'8", 195, had 12 carries for 57 yards and one touchdown. So again, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not the biggest backs. Um, they did a good, a pretty good job here of holding uh, Northwest Missouri State's back. Um, I'm find his name here. Uh, Josh Caldwell, uh, the 220-pound Missouri, Missouri Western transfer. They held him in check. Uh, they, 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 they held him in check, and I was surprised by that because I figured that they might have some. Uh, you know they might have some uh, some 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 problems with, with that, but uh, that was not the case. They were they were they were able to uh, they they were able to uh, stop him well, especially uh, the linebackers again, uh, Chris Chris Pogai and Hall and Lindsey and you know and that 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 and that that that, that group there. So it's definitely going to be a key again. Um, and then uh, out out. Uh, out, out wide, they have some options here. They have um, their tight end, uh, Matt Wendell, uh, Wendelberger, uh, 6'1", uh, 250, a second team all conference, uh, had a monster game against Missouri Southern, seven catches for 145 yards and two two touchdowns. So we, here we have a guy here, uh, big dude, a uh, big dude. I would like to assume can probably also also block. So would definitely. Uh, make a uh, make his presence felt in the uh, run game uh, as uh, as well. And then as far as as the uh, wide receivers go, uh, Manny Ramsey, a 5'11", 180 pound redshirt freshman, uh, had five catches for 110 yards and one touchdown. And then Lane, uh, hope, I, hope I don't butcher your name too bad here. Uh, Lane. Uh, Beberly, uh, 6'2", 185, had four catches for 62 yards. Now, uh, Missouri, uh, Northwest Missouri State receivers were, were not were not big. Uh, the one big guy that they did throw out there was not that good. Um, but, uh, you know, the rest of the receivers were in that, between that 5'9", 5'10 range, and both of UCO's corners out there were 6'1", so they had the size advantage. Now, uh, with, with uh, Lane here, um, 
they have six foot two who seems to be good. Uh, again, is going really going to test secondary there. I think I think is also going to uh, depend on the on the pass rush. Uh, no, uh, Fort Hayes did not allow a sack. Not surprised by that. Um, but. Uh, uh, again, it's, it's, going, it's, going, it's, going, it's going it's going to be critical now that UCO uh, gets the passwords here because when you have a when you, when you have a quarterback here as accurate as Mezra uh, is definitely going to uh, be important to get pressure uh, on him defensively. Um, Fort Hayes has, has got some players. Uh, they got um, linebacker Tevin Evans. Uh, six foot two fifteen from the famous Booker T. Washington High 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 High, high School in uh, Florida. As you know, um, about what four years ago they were national power with Treon Harris. Uh, they had a bunch of dudes there that went on to play D one football. Uh, you know, really, really, really good program. I think they're not as good as as they once were, but. Um, you know, still, uh, you know, still, still, um, still a, a a solid program. So, uh, and he and, and and he actually was a guy that was supposed to play as a as a true freshman, but got hurt. So, um, the guy is a player. Uh, he had 14 tackles, including one for loss. So, uh, this is a guy here. I expect to fly all around the field. Um, again, it has been tough sledding. For the uh, for the uh, run game, and it was tough something against uh, Northwest Missouri State. Um, you know, uh, I would suspect that Chandler Garrett might end up leading and and rushing again, um, just because of scrambles. Um, and then uh, and then because because. Not only uh, does Fort Hayes have 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 Tevin Evans, they have two guys on the defensive line here that UCLA is going to have to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Sheldon Smith, uh, six, 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 five, 265 pounds. Uh, he had nine tackles and two and, and two sacks. And I cannot pin pinpoint exactly which position. Um, he uh, plays uh, along the line, but uh, it looks like he, he he plays he plays end. So our tackles are really going to have to bring their uh, a game there uh, because again he had he had uh, nine tackles and two sacks. That, that's a pretty good outing there for a defensive lineman. And then um, another end, uh, Sterling Swopes. Uh, 6'3", 240 pounds, had three tackles, one and a half for loss, and one sack. So their ends are definitely going to be a problem. So uh, tackles, um, that would be uh, Noah Hammonds, I believe, and Thomas Stowell, are um, really going to have to uh, bring their A game there. Um, I know uh, Jacob, Jacob Blair had, I believe, two holding calls against him. Uh, against the Bearcats, uh, he's definitely going to have to do better than that because, uh, you know, these 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 guys here really seem to be getting after the after the, after the quarterback. Now, uh, it helps that Chandler Garrett is a mobile, so um, that 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 will that will definitely uh, help 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 out there. Um, 
he 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 seems to do a pretty good job of uh, feeling the pressure. Uh, the only time that he that that he really got sacked was when he really just had no option where he he couldn't throw the ball away, and he really couldn't um, he couldn't he, he couldn't run. It was just every lane was taken. Um, but he, he he does a pretty good job though. I would say of uh, keeping the pressure. Uh, and then um, at safety, they have Connor um, Shadid, five eleven one ninety, a uh, all conference honorable mention, had ten tackles uh, and one inter- interception. So again, um, you know uh, it, it's it's it might be tough throwing the ball over the over, over the middle of the field now. With I don't know what status of of Lily Curry is, that will also determine a lot. Uh, about uh, about this game because if Lily Curry is out, um, then I would assume then you would see probably Ronald Monroe starting. Uh, he has been the guy to come in the past two games when Curry was injured or left the field. Um, I think Ronald Turner Jr. right now has fallen out. Uh, he did not play that much against Missouri State. Um, they did play uh, Kale Hall, the original freshman from uh, John Marshall again. So far, has one catch in four games. So I'm thinking that Ronald Monroe would probably be the guy. He he had a touchdown against Lindenwood, and he had a touchdown against Northwest Missouri State. So right now he has two TDs in two games so far. So I'm thinking that he'd be the guy to get the start along with Dustin Bosk and Tyrell Powell. Uh, Tyrell Powell really did not do much in the uh, in the, in the game uh, Saturday. Um, they, they threw the ball to him once, a fade in the end zone that was overthrown. And then um, but then the rest of the action he saw as a uh, return guy, which was, was surprising because you don't really see a whole lot of six return guys. Um, but I'm assuming that that will be their starting receivers if if Lillian Curry uh, cannot uh, go. So, um, and then, and then finally, they have a bandit, which is, I'm assuming is their is the is, is a hybrid linebacker safety, and Taylor Hopeman, uh, six one two hundred and twenty pounds, another uh, honorable mention all conference guy, had four tackles and one pick. So um, again, just just the season, it's just been tough sledding for you still to to run the ball. I mean, you still can never. Get the ground game going um, would definitely go a long way. Uh, I know the only back to play this week was um, Clay McKenzie. Uh, Justin Curry, got, you know, got in a couple of plays. He actually had a nice touchdown on a on a wheel route here, uh, where he beat the linebacker bad. But again, there was a holding call. I believe that was one of them on Jacob Blair. Uh, but you know, uh, aside from 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 that couple of couple of plays, um, you know, uh, it 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 pretty it, it pretty much was just Clay McKenzie. So, um, which, which again is not is not is not a bad thing. Now Clay McKenzie though is a hard nosed runner, so I do see their point right there because it's going to be tough sledding. So I see the point. Um, 
But uh, I think I think again it's it's, it's going to be tough to run the ball on Fort Hayes. It's just tough to run the ball in, gen- in general uh, in our in our in our conference. And again with the line the way it is, because uh, I don't know if Nick George will be out of custom protocol or not. Uh, it's definitely going to. Uh, you know, also determine, determine a lot there. So, uh, again, um, if we're looking as far as keys go, um, again, if the if the if the offense, I think again, it's going to be the fast start here. I think offensively, they come out there, do what they did against uh, Northwest Missouri State, just hit them in the mouth. Uh, then I think I like their odds. I, I think because they, they they came out there, uh, you know, the their previous games, they came out there running, trying to establish the ground game. When they came out there Saturday and just came out swinging, uh, you know, they 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 came out passing. They were not easy trying to get into it, uh, in, in into it at all. As a matter of fact, the first touchdown was a 43-yard touchdown pass. So they they uh, took some deep shots uh, early, and 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 it it it, uh, it worked. So if I was um, the coaching staff, I would do the same thing again. I'll come up the swing because again, if you're UCO here, I don't think you have much uh, much to lose because. Just like last week, you're probably a severe underdog. So, um, you know, again, if I'm still here officially, I'm going to come out swinging. Uh, again, you're going to want to uh, obviously try to win line of scrimmage. I think every game it's important to try to win the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then, um, and then defensively here, uh, you know, is this going to keep up the effort? Because it seems like the effort here wanes. It seems like, seems like that Pitt State game, they came out there and dominated. You know, then the past two games against Curry and uh, Lindenwood, eh, kind of kind of bad performances. And they come out Saturday and again, you know, pretty much just dominate that game. So I think for the defense here, it's all going to be about consistency. Again, coming out just like offensively here, coming out with that with that energy, with that fire, and I'm, I really believe that if you still can come out in every game with the same energy and fire that 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 that, 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 that they came out with Saturday, yeah, they can win some games. Like they 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 can they can win a lot of games. I really do believe that this is going to be getting that effort every week, and I think that's going to be the key. Not, not not only for Fort Hayes, but I think for every opponent moving forward is can we get that energy? Can we get that energy because uh, because as Coach says here, you know, uh, Fort Hayes is a very uh, is, is is a very tough opponent. Well, I think it just means we're two and two right now. Honestly, I mean, I know that's just very, very bland, but it, yeah, there's seven more football games, you know. And and to be honest with you, you're probably gonna have to be perfect to make the playoffs. And that's what it means. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you go nine and two. If you can finish the season nine and two, you got a chance to get the playoffs because you're beating everybody. Um, but right now you got to move towards Fort Hayes State, who was undefeated in conference champion last year, and 
um, you know, played in the playoffs. So, you know, you got to go in there with some confidence and you got to go compete. They're a physical football team. We're going to play them up there at night. And, uh, you know, our kids are going to have to be ready to go. So there you go. Um, again, I'm liking the attitude that Coach has moving moving forward here. Um, even though that Saturday was a big win, uh, you know, just saying that you know, hey, it's, it's just it's just another game. I think I think that's the right uh, mindset mindset to have here um, because again, at the end of the day, it is just one game, and you don't want this one game. To you know, just define your season now. Uh, now, if if it defines the season by saying that that this is a turning point of the season, then by all means, yes. But I, I would hate for this win to just be like that was like you know that one upset, and then that's it. Kind of like kind of like Syracuse. You know, Syracuse last year. Okay, they upset Clemson. Great win. But what they but what did they do afterwards? Nothing. So, you know, you again I'm in that that's I think that's what coach is trying to get at. But again, we will see here um for his state again uh, another tough road matchup here for you for um UCO, but um that's gonna do it here for the Cho Show um this week. Uh, next next week again. We'll recap the Fort Hay State game and get ready for, I believe, it is the Missouri Western game. If I'm not mistaken. It's the Missouri Western game. So we, will, we will preview that, recap the uh, Fort Hay State game, Ho- um, hopefully another upset. Uh, and so, that's what do. Uh, my name is J.G. Smooth, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.